right, good morning, greasers. This is your Uncle James. Doesn't sound right, does it? Hey, it's Uncle Jimmy, okay? I'm sitting here at the Rock and Roll Garage behind a microphone bringing you Grease to Wheels, the podcast, the weekly technician podcast for automotive technicians out there who are fed up with a lot of different shit about what they got to do, okay? Okay. When I say okay, it means I'm trying to validate what I just said by saying, okay. Okay? All right. (laughs) So, hey, moving on. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you uh, about a long, long time and never, never did, because it's a subject that I find very touchy, touchy to me anyway, losing tools, having tools disappear on you, where they go, why they go, what the fuck happens to them when they get there? Oh, I got to tell you, nothing, and I, I mean this, this is literally nothing ruins my day more than losing a tool. Now, I don't have a million dollars. Not yet, anyway. I don't have unlimited resources to buy tools. I don't have, I have actually, do I do actually have a lot of tools but that's because I maintain a tool set at my home shop and I have my work tools. And then I have, I guess what you would call like a traveling tool set, which is just a random bunch of shit I threw in a box one time and I take it with me so I can have tools on the road or at a junkyard or some shit like that. And out of these three tool sets, if I lose a tool, I am fucking worthless for the rest of the fucking day. Seriously, I cannot function if I lose a tool. It it drives me that wild. And it's not that I can't afford to replace them. I mean, I you know, I'm I do the same job you guys do. I'm an automotive mechanic. So, and I'm fairly decent at what I do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm great at it. So, I make some I make all right money. I mean, I'm not uh, living on the street and asking people to give me money so I can buy food. I am actually doing all right. So, I could afford to buy a new 90 degree pick off the Snap-on truck. I could afford to buy a new pair of pliers or hose clamp pliers that I lost recently, by the way. I could afford to buy those things, but I do not fucking want to. And the fact that I lost them, I I think the fact that I lost them or I no longer have them in my possession is really, really what irks the shit out of me. Now, I don't know if you feel the same way about your tools. I suspect you actually do because we use these tools uh, in so many different situations to do so many different jobs that earn us money. So these tools are important to us in that respect, but also in another respect, they're possessions, things that you own. It's like women's jewelry and shoes to them to a lot of them anyway, because I know there's a lot of ladies who listen to this who also have tools and probably jewelry and shoes too to boot. But I look at them as they're very valuable to me and not because of how much they cost, but because of the magic I can do with these tools. Now I have, like I said, I have three different sets of tools and with one or the other, I can do pretty much everything I want to do to a car. Okay, if you bring me a car that has no engine and no transmission in it, and it is in a fucking field in the middle of nowhere, as long as it's not raining or snowing, it's not too brutally hot or too brutally cold, I can take my travel tool set 
and an engine and a transmission out of some other car, jam them in that fucker and get it running. I think that probably 99% of you guys could do the exact same thing. But if I am missing one specific fucking tool, I am out of my fucking mind. I am really literally lost. And if it's an important tool for the job I'm trying to do, then guess what? I either have to go borrow one or go buy one or maybe look around like a fucking pirate to find it. But I need it to do that job. So I don't like losing tools. Let's just put the cap on that particular statement and say, I don't like losing tools. This is how much I don't like losing tools. And the reason that this episode came up is because of an incident that occurred to me not too long ago on a Friday, okay? So this aggravates the situation even more. Sometimes the reason you lose a tool is what aggravates you. And sometimes the timing of when you lose a tool aggravates you. And sometimes all three of those fucking planets line up to piss you off completely, totally and royally okay so here's the scenario follow along if you will it's a friday and it's about 4 30. everyone in the shop is packing their shit up and getting ready to get the fuck out of there and go do what they do on the weekends mostly drinking but not me no not your uncle jimmy i'm working on some car i'm doing something to it and i'm almost done i'm gonna be finished with that car but it's gonna be like 5 6 o'clock before i'm finished with that car and then once i'm done with that car i can close that ro and I can get paid on that RO for that particular week. Okay, great. Nope, 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 nope. Can't have that. Can't have that. Advisor comes up to me and says, uh, see this car sitting over here? I go, yeah, it's been sitting there for about an hour. They go, well, it's a waiter. So here's the question. Who the fuck brought in a waiter at 4 o'clock on a fucking Friday? So now I'm at DEF CON 3. I'm pissed off. Because no one should be bringing in a waiter after 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. It just should not be fucking done. Now... To my service advisors, I realize that they work fairly hard. I don't want to say really hard because it's they don't work really hard. But they work fairly hard, and they're good guys. So if he comes up to me and he says, oh, can you knock this one out? It's a waiter. It's already been here for an hour. So now I'm behind the eight ball for 60 fucking minutes already, and I haven't even done anything yet. And all I want to do is find out who the fuck told this guy he could bring his car in and wait for it at 4 o'clock in the motherfucking afternoon on a fucking Friday in July. That's what I want to know. But instead, I keep it together and I go, all right, I'll tear it up, right? So I bring it in, put it up in the air, and you know what I got to do to it? I got to do this. I got to do a brake fluid flush to it. And that's it. Now, you and I both know that brake fluid flushes are somewhat important, but they're not so fucking important. They have to come in and wait for it on Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. All that aside, let's look past that. Let's put that shit in the rearview mirror and look past that. Okay. So I go through and I put my pressure bleeder on it and I pressurize it and I go to the back wheel and I bleed out some brake fluid and it looks all right. And then I go to the other wheel, I bleed out some fluid and it looks all right. And then I go up to the fucking front and I bleed out the uh, right front and it looks okay, and so I go over to the left front and I bleed out some fluid out of that one. And then my advisor comes up and goes, hey man, are you almost done? I go, yeah. So I pull my bleeder off and I go over and I drain it. And while I'm doing that, he's letting the car down. Okay, fine. So he lets the car down, I drain my my brake fluid reservoir tool. And then uh, I take my bleeder off, make sure that the master cylinder's topped off, check the tire pressures, which I always do. Fill up the washer solvent tank, which I always do. Oh, and by the way, don't get paid for. And then he takes the car up to the detail department to get it washed. Okay, great. Crisis averted, right? Well, not so much. Now, that's done. 
and it's about 5.30, almost six o'clock, and so the car I wanted to get finished that night does not get done, but it's a used car, so nobody gives a fuck except the used car department, and quite frankly, nobody in the shop cares about the used car department because they're always jumping up and down about everything. So I go home, it's a Saturday, it's a Sunday, I do what I do on Saturday and Sunday, I come back on Monday, open up my wrench drawer, and guess what's missing? My 11 millimeter snap-on wrench, the one I use to do brake fluid flushes, the one that is probably still on the fucking left front caliper of that fucking waiter from Friday night. So I go find the advisor and he says, how you doing? And I said, you're on my shit list, pal. I left my 11 millimeter wrench on that fucking car, that waiter from Friday. And he just looks at me with wide eyes. Yeah, dick, thanks. And really, I know it's not his fault. It's mine. It's mine and whoever made that fucking appointment. This is the same people who make an appointment to, for us to change a part on, on the uh, intake manifold on an engine and tells people they can come in and wait for that. Okay, so what ends up happening is we get a car in the shop that we have to reach down in between the intake manifold and the engine and change a part on it under a recall. And the car is nine million fucking degrees. Same people. Oh yeah, you can come in and wait for that. Uh-huh. You can come in and wait for it to cool down so that we can do the job. No problem. Bring a book and pack a lunch. You're gonna be waiting a while. So this is so this was on Monday I noticed this. It would have been fine if I noticed it on Friday. I could have done something about it Friday, but no. No. James doesn't notice that the wrench is missing until Monday. And I was getting some shit done. I was working. I had, you know, this car going. I had another car going. I think I was probably programming two cars and working on another one. I was moving forward. I was getting shit done. And I noticed that wrench was missing. And all of that shit came to a screeching fucking halt. I was now on a new mission. Fuck making money. Fuck fixing cars. I needed to find my 11 millimeter wrench. So I spent the next hour and a half looking for the son of a bitch. I looked all around the parking lot. I took my light and I looked all in the fucking car wash. We have an automatic car wash. I looked all around the parking lot. Every route that this car could possibly have taken, I checked. I looked. Bright, sunshiny day, chrome wrench, should be able to find it, no problem, right? Wrong. Didn't find it. So that bothered me for the rest of the day on Monday. That bothered me all day, all fucking day. So I got done and I probably didn't turn as many hours as I could have because I was all fucking worked up. And plus two, I spent, I actually, in all reality, I probably spent 45 minutes looking for it. That is an honest to God assessment. I say hour and a half to exaggerate, but the hyperbole is, you know, doesn't really work to help this story out at all. It was more like 45 minutes. So work gets done. It's about six o'clock because I like to work until I'm finished. And sometimes I don't get finished until well after five. Even though I'm allowed to leave right at five, I rarely ever do. So I get done at five and I'm still, I, and then let me tell you something about your Uncle Jimmy, okay? And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But I am probably one of the most tenacious motherfuckers you will ever meet. What that means is I will see a task through to the end, no matter what. No matter what. I do not give up. I am not a quitter. I've quit a couple, two, three things in my life. And I'm still a little upset with myself over that. But... Uh, I am not a quitter. So at six o'clock, what I do is I drive my truck up by the front of the dealership and I park in this little lot up there and I walk down the fucking road. 
And I walk down the road about a quarter of a mile. And guess what I find? My 11 millimeter snap-on wrench on the side of the fucking road. I fucking found it. But you and I know that this is rare. This does not happen very often. You lose a tool and you don't even notice it for two days, you ain't finding it. You ain't finding it. Not gonna happen. And I know that there's some of you guys out there who are shaking your head right now going, what the fuck? That's a, that's a bullshit story, Uncle Jimmy. You went and you walked a quarter of a mile up the road from your dealership and found your snap-on 11-millimeter rent. That's right, I did. I did. And let me tell you something. I fucking yelled at that son of a bitch. I fucking screamed obscenities at it. And I sent that little motherfucking wrench to bed with no goddamn dinner. I don't need that shit. Don't fucking do that shit to me again, bitch. It knows better. And actually, that's not the first 11 millimeter I almost lost. Because sometimes if I get into a hurry, sometimes if, if somebody's rushing me or sometimes I just someone distracts me, I've lost probably three or four of these snap-on 11 millimeter wrenches that I use to open the bleeders when I do a brake fluid flush. Now, they do an enormous amount of them. I've probably done in a 16, 15, 16 year career, I've probably done between five and 10,000 brake fluid flushes. And I, I don't think that that's hyperbole. They've done a lot of brake fluid flushes. And just maybe every once in a while, I forget to take the wrench off the bleeder for whatever reason. And there it goes. And there goes $37, because that that's how much those motherfuckers cost. <laughs> Fortunately, this time I did not have to buy a new wrench. Now, it's kind of a goofy little story, and maybe, maybe you like to hear that, maybe you didn't like to hear that, but I've lost a lot of shit and never got it back, and, and it, it's irritating. I'm sure that it irritates you too. Uh, there's no method that I know of to keep you from losing tools. And I also know that some technicians are really, really, really good at losing tools. I had a friend of mine back at the last dealership I worked at who lost tools literally on a daily basis because he was kind of messy and he would never be able to remember where he set them down. And sometimes that just included setting them down inside the vehicle. And uh, there, was a, there was a time actually many years ago where he was working at one dealer and I was working at another dealer and I got a car that he actually worked on at the other dealer into my dealer and I found that there was a tool that he had left in there. And I asked him, I said, hey, did you work on this car? And he's like, I think so. I go, did you lose a, 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 a fucking, what are those tools called, a little trim tool? He goes, did you, did you lose a trim tool in there? And he said, I don't know, I might have. I said, well, it's, it's kind of a coincidence. It says, it's, it has your name on it. Ah, oh, fuck. So the next time I saw it, I gave it back to him. But you, is, you and I both know that that's super rare. Super rare. I did have a customer one time give me back my eight millimeter socket and let a little eight millimeter socket fell out of my pocket in the car. And customer found it before they even left the dealership. And he brought it back to the uh, brought it back to the service advisor. But that's rare. That's rare. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it. When I lose a tool, if, if I discover I've lost a tool, it really wrecks me. I mean, j exactly. Exactly like in the story I explained to you, it really ruins me for a day. I had another incident where I had a, uh, a swivel E8 quarter drive socket. Okay, imagine that for a second. It's a swivel socket, it's an E8, and it's quarter drive, so it's small. And uh, if you work on the brand of cars that I work on, you're probably thinking, wow, I really need one of those. Or if you do work on the brand of cars I have, you probably have one. So they're very, very handy for taking off an ass ton of the fasteners they use on the V8 engines. 
and I was, it was again, and I don't know why this is, but again, it was a Friday fucking night. It's like Friday night lights, you know, it's like, like Friday night fights, just, shit's just gonna get lost, and, and it's usually me. This fucking socket, this fucking socket jumped off the end of an extension and disappeared into a black hole. And this time, it is not hyperbole when I tell you I spent an hour and a half looking for the fucking thing. And it, it, it was not on the floor, so I didn't have to look there. And it was, it was not, it didn't fly anywhere. It fell down, it didn't hit the floor, it was in the car somewhere, in the engine compartment somewhere. And I had, I had actually seen kind of where it went. But do you think I could find it? No. This little motherfucker slid into some little crevice in the subframe that really no human being would ever, ever be able to find. And yet, with the help of my borescope and a flexible magnet and the knowledge and the ability to use several four-letter words linked together in a sputtering non-sequitur of a sentence, I was able to get that little cocksucker out of there, but it took me an hour and a half to locate it. I wanted to burn that motherfucking car down. I wanted to take it outside and just throw some thermite in it and fucking blow it up. That irritated the fucking living piss out of me. And usually what I try to do when I do these podcasts, boys and girls, is I try to offer you some sort of tips or hints or solutions to problems or maybe just to let you know that you are not alone in your quest to do your job and to let you know that you're not alone in with some of the problems, with some of the concerns that you have. And that is all I have to offer you on this particular subject today is empathy. I empathize with you. If you lose a tool and it ruins your day and it wrecks your mental state of health like it does to me, all I can tell you is you are just, you are not alone. That's all I can do is tell you you're not alone. I have actually helped other technicians look for tools because I know that this fucking ruins you. It ruins me. And there's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just going to happen. I still have the, my fucking snap-on 90-degree pick is out there in the world somewhere. It's probably just chilling under the hood of a car. And the next person who sees it is going to be like, oh, goody, bonus tools, you know? And I actually have... Uh, a, a few of those myself. I mean, if I get something back, then obviously my friend lost a tool in a car and I called him up and told him I had it. So he, you know, he, he didn't really seem to be that too concerned about, about actually losing it uh, because he loses so many fucking tools. But I mean, to have somebody give you a tool back that you lost, you know, even who knows how long ago, that's, that's rare. And we all know that's rare. Uh, but having somebody help you look for a tool, that's that's helpful. That's about the only help that anybody anywhere in the world can give you. Finding tools that somebody else lost, unless, uh, like I said, unless their fucking name is on it and you know them or you know what shop it was at or, or, or maybe you don't even give a fuck, suddenly now you have new tools. Uh, I managed to find a, a rechargeable pen light the other day. Uh, that 
you know, I, I don't have any real use for that. I use regular man-sized lights, not pen lights. I uh, don't have very good eyes, so I can't use a little tiny light. I can't use it for anything. Uh, not going to shine on anything that I'm going to be able to see with these terrible eyeballs that I have now. As a young man, as a very, uh, as, as like a teenager, uh, my mother had her car worked on, and the technician left a couple of tools behind, and I actually discovered them as the customer. And naturally, of course, I didn't return them because it was the 70s, and my mom paid a lot of money to have her car fixed. And uh, so if the technician left tools behind, it was just considered to me to be a bonus. Plus, at that point, I wasn't the one who was wrecking it all the time yet. Later on, it would be me, but I was still, I think I was 16 or 17. I hadn't gone on my reign of terror just yet that was to begin to begin, to begin with. It was... Uh, the years before the storm. So anyway, uh, losing tools is tough. Gentlemen and ladies who own tools and use them and unfortunately on occasion lose them. There is nothing I can do to help you. I wish there was. They have an invented uh, inexpensive microchip low jacks for tools yet. Uh, I'm not sure that that's a, a solution. I mean, you know, if, you, if you've lost a, 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 an expensive tool and you have this little low jack chip on it and you, you beep it and you find it's under the hood of somebody's car and they live in, you know, uh, Kansas City, Missouri and you're in Austin, Texas or even Washington, D.C. or Minnesota somewhere, what good is that going to do you, you know? <laughs> I, I would doubt, too, also that the range of something like that would be sufficient enough to say, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's over here uh, in Tokyo, <laughs> Japan. You put it in this car and then it got sold and shipped, shipped it to Japan. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody's going to be able to find it for you. Anybody's going to help you with it. I don't, I don't even think you could express in any kind of language that you and I would know uh, exactly what it is you want from the person who has it now. You know, I I don't know any. I think I know one or two words in Japanese, and that's it. So you'd be kind of screwed. Uh, same with same with a lot of other languages. And I got one language that I speak, and I. Speak I can just barely speak it. If you've listened to this long enough, you know that my command of the English language is loosed, to put it mildly. Look, losing, losing tools part of the job, and it sucks, and I'm right there with you. All we can do is band together as a brotherhood and try to get them back to whoever lost them. If it's possible, if it's not possible, just enjoy them. Have it uh, make the pain of losing another tool. Because, you, you know, it's, it's not equitable. It's never it's never equitable. You don't lose a $500 tool and then five of, find a $500 tool. No, you lose a $500 tool and then you find a, a $3.50 fucking pocket screwdriver. That's how it works, boys and girls. It's never equitable. There's no quid pro quo. There's no uh, mano to mano as far as losing tools goes. You lose valuable tools and then you find shit tools. That's how it works. All right. Listen, uh, I've said enough about this subject and uh, I, I myself personally am a tool and you're about to lose me. So I'm going to get out of here. This is your Uncle Jimmy saying, see ya. So that is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Hey, make sure you give us those good reviews over there on iTunes. We appreciate those. Make sure you keep sharing it with your friends over there on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff as well. And this week's automotive content creator spotlight is on Dave's racing channel over on YouTube. He's been doing a great job of doing short format interviews with some people who have built some seriously badass cars. 
It's actually it's a wonderful a wonderful sort of candid look at some of your favorite automotive personalities. So Dave's Racing Channel over there on YouTube. Give him a subscribe. He's doing a great job. Also, if you want to support Grease the Wheels, we have a Patreon going on. Patreon.com slash Grease the Wheels. We got a bunch of different stuff going on over there. We're going to be giving away some toolbox magnets, some t-shirts, and a whole bunch of other swag as well. It's all Grease the Wheels Nation themed. As well as a look at some of the stuff coming down the pipe. We actually just recorded our long format show, and it turned out awesome. It really... It really did. If you're an old school car guy or even a new school car guy who wants to learn some stuff, that episode is coming out. We're hoping to get it out around Thanksgiving, a little sort of present to y'all. But that's it for me. Take care, everybody. See you next week.